Okay, very excited to be back here with uh, Lael Old Mixon from Alaska 529. Happy to be here, Jeff. What a name, Old Mixon. <laughs> it's a really old one. And that's your married name, not your maiden name. Correct. My maiden name is Croto, and um, it was just as hard as Old Mixon. That kind of sounds almost like um, like a Star Trek or something. It does, doesn't it? Like Or Frodo. Like. What, if, what if everything was the same, <laughs> but, the, but, but, but the, guy, the guy's name was like Jones? <laughs> Was the old mix in any factor? Like, man, that's a cool, that's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a big factor. I really loved, I really loved the guy behind the name. And nice. <laughs> well, I'm happy to meet you. Uh, our friend Sarahman Ward set this up. Yeah. And um, I was reading about Alaska Five Two Nine, and it's it's. Um, I'm happy to excited to talk about it because I think it's a really interesting um, thing that I think maybe a lot of folks aren't aware of saving money for for um, for college. So we're here in Juneau, and I haven't done a podcast for a while. I've been traveling and. You're my first podcast in a bit, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it goes great. Yes, I think it will. I'm very excited. Now, to you're, be here. now you're, you're tell, you told me earlier you came to Juno for this podcast, That's which true. I still, I'm still, I'm still skeptical about. It's the truth. It's 100 percent the truth. Because mostly people, usually people are here meeting with a legislator, or some meeting. There's something happening, and then it's like, oh, they want to do a podcast, maybe. But you came down specifically. I mean, I, that's pretty. I mean, I feel like. I did. I came down just for you. And and then I said, oh, you know what? I think I can meet with some other people while I'm here. But really, the impetus was that this was the opportunity. So usually it's the other way around. Usually they're meeting with people. They're like, oh, I'll go see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see Jeff. Mm-hmm. So, okay, big <laughs> expectation here. Okay, so um, Alaska 529, I want you to describe it a little bit. But essentially, it's, a, it's, it's an organization or it's an entity designed to um, get people to save money for college, trade school, any kind of... Um, Edu- you know, edu- higher education. That's exactly right. So Alaska 529 is an education savings plan. And very specifically, it's an education savings plan that allows you to invest and your investment earnings are tax deferred as long as they are invested. And then if you use it for qualified education purposes, like you said, uh, college, vocational trades, apprenticeships, so, um, a variety of reasons, then you don't have to pay taxes on that. So 529 is like a 401k, I and mean, that's like a tax designation. It's kind of like that, yes. It's a, tax, it's a tax designation under the IRS tax code section 529. So money in that is, you said it's post-tax. So you post-tax. pay your tax, you have... A thousand bucks, you throw it in this five two nine, and then you put it. And I assume it's kind of like a, you pick a fund mm-hmm. or a stock or a bond. You, you can you kind of are there options to? We call them portfolios, and each portfolio is comprised of some underlying funds. And depending on what your personal strategy might be, so if you want to take a little bit more risk, maybe more of the fund is comprised of equities. If you want to have a little bit less, maybe more of it's comprised of bonds, um, or maybe it's a blend of those. So they have like retirement Vanguard has like a 2055 index where they allocate it for you and right so t row changes t row price is our program manager and we have enrollment portfolios with a glide path that mm-hmm. works similar to the retirement target dates so as you get closer to your retirement it gets more and more see I'm, I'm high risk high reward so <laughs> some yeah. people are and so you have the choice you have the ability to look at the portfolios and say i'm high risk high reward i'm going to go in that direction 
or you have, you, you say, oh, I'm a little bit more conservative, I want to go this way. Or with one of our portfolios, it's called the University of Alaska portfolio, if you want to buy in at today's tuition value and um, ensure that those funds are, are there for you, we have the tuition value guarantee. So every 200... Wait, so, so you can buy in at today's prices? Because mm-hmm. they never go down prices. <laughs> no, well... Tuition prices. They stay. Fl- they have stayed flat recently, but uh, they we don't see a lot of the tuition going down. But we guarantee that the investment will keep pace with tuition inflation. And if it doesn't, the Education Trust of Alaska, which is our umbrella organization, um, makes up the difference. So, so who can who can start one of these? I mean, a young person, an old person. Is there an age limit, or who? I mean, who can start a five two nine? So what we want to do is have anybody that wants to save for an education goal for themselves or for a loved one. And a loved one could be a child, it could be a teenager, it could be an older person. Um, It really doesn't matter what your age is, anyone can save. And if you're saving for yourself, for example, I have my own portfolio and I'm saving for myself to potentially get a different credential at some point in the future. I don't know if I will actually end up doing that. I might give the money to my kids if I don't use it, but you can save for yourself. So if you, if you, let's say over, you know, you put, start with a kid and the kid's 18 and I don't know, they, or maybe you start when you're older and at some point you have $50,000 in there, um, 15 of which is earned interest off of the initial investment. Mm -hmm. Um, If you use that money for a qualified school, you don't pay tax on the earnings, right? Right. Now, right. if you want to, let's say you say, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to, I, I got my degree. I'm, I'm all good. I got a scholarship. If you take it out for another purpose, then I assume you pay a, you pay a tax on the earning, right? That's right. You pay um, federal tax on the earnings and you might pay income tax as well. There's a, there's a. Um, but no penalty on the initial because that's. Correct. That's, You've that's already paid taxes. Post tax. Okay. Right. So there's a 10% tax, t- tax penalty, excuse me, on any monies that you use for non-qualified purposes. Um, and then you might pay income tax on mm-hmm. the remaining amounts. Um, the, the, per, the thing that I think you're trying to get at here is that you can take out the money for any reason at any time. You just have to understand that that tax benefit, that deferment is really um, the benefit because we want you to use it for education. And if you decide not to use the money and you have, you know, $15,000 left over and you want to maybe designate a, another family member in the future, maybe you're not going to have kids right now, but you want to just hang on to the money and, and let that money grow. And, you know, you have a baby someday and you want to designate that baby, you can absolutely give the money to that person. And, and you were saying too, you can, you can give it to siblings or other, I mean, you said it's expanded a bit as, as, far, as far as who you can designate it to. Well, the, so the family tree for who can um, who can get the money is siblings, aunts, uncles, grandparents, nieces, nephews, um, cousins. It goes out to first cousin. So it's pretty expansive. If um, you know, if you say, "Okay, I'm not going to use this money, but I want to give it to all of my nieces and nephews," you could absolutely do that. So when did um, Alaska five two nine start? And I'll be honest, I haven't really. I'm not a, I wasn't aware of it, but I know that there's the, the I think it's related, the, the dividend. You can put some of your dividend into a college savings account, which is Alaska 529, is that right? right? It's 100% related. So um, 
the, the quick and dirty history of it is that in the late 90s, we had advanced college tuition, which was a prepaid program. Um, and that's, that's what originally was started here in Alaska at the, at the University of Alaska, the advanced college tuition. That's kind of how we got um, established at the university. And then in 2001, we partnered with T. Rowe Price and rolled everything into our uh, 529 college savings options. So for since 2001, we've been uh, partnered with T. Rowe Price um, to offer Alaska 529, the T. Rowe Price National College Savings Plan, and then the John Hancock Freedom 529 Advisor Sold Plan. Um, in that period of time, you know, what we did with the advanced college tuition was we rolled it into the UA portfolio. So the advanced college tuition, essentially a five, Alaska 529. It was a prepaid program. That's, that was the original prepaid. That was the original 529 that we had available for um, traditional college savings. How long has the 529 concept been around? It, decades? I yeah, mean, decades. I think 1991 was the original uh, date that it was codified. Um, so so it's not totally unlike a health savings account, like where you put money away for a specific purpose into an account. Right. That, it's not totally unlike it. It I, just I think has those a very, they both have very specific, specific yeah. purposes. I think those ones are pre-tax, I feel like. Those are pre-tax. Yeah. yeah. So those are, look at me. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> you got this. Read the Economist. <laughs> I think the the point that you're trying to get at is that we have these tools that people are familiar with. 401k is probably the the big one, right? Retirement, Roth, HSAs, and then we have education savings plans. And the, as five twenty nines, they are still in their infancy in terms of understanding which i feel like you know i don't i mean i think everybody knows what a 401k is they've heard of it at least they know mm-hmm. most people know what a health savings account is especially mm-hmm. since with obamacare i mean health care costs are up and i mean i think people are kind of aware of but i think it's, would you say it's fair to say less people are aware of, of this 529 kind of education other than the you know in alaska we do the dividend so i think people are aware right. there's something there you can put yeah. money into and i think part of that is because people talk about it at work and when you're talking about your retirement at work, it it becomes part of the the benefits package. And a lot of the companies set it up. They offer, you know, most companies, not all, but most companies offer right. a four or a health savings account. Do companies are they offering these five two nines, or is this all an individual thing? I'm so glad that you asked that question because that's part of what we did when we weren't meeting with you today. Was and, we and were, you didn't you didn't team me up with that question? I either. did not. I didn't. <laughs> we were we were meeting with businesses here in Juno to talk about how they can enhance their benefits programs by offering Alaska 529 as a benefit where employees can use direct deposit. They could do a little, companies could do a little matchy matchy. They could. Yeah. Hey, we'll put, we'll put, you know, a few percent in for your kid. Yep. We have, um, we have about, currently we have about 20 businesses across the state that we're partnered with. We're hoping to grow that. Um, but really any employee in the state of Alaska can sign up for their Alaska 529 account, request a direct deposit number and say, I want to put a hundred dollars a month or I want to put $25 a month or whatever amount that they would like to do and then systematically save for themselves. I saw, I saw this, um, and I'm, I'm not going to get it exactly right, but if you essentially, if you start saving money at 25 and I think it was a hundred dollars a month, right. And then when you're 60, I forget the numbers exactly, but it's just a, the power of compounding interest, you know? Right. So if you start at 35 and then 40, I mean, it's just really incredible how the compounding 
There is um, a lot of potential for growth in these accounts. And um, the earlier you start, the better um, potential you have for growth. So do you know, can you, I mean, do you know, or can you say how, how much money right now are in 529s in Alaska? Is that something you, you have or? Oh, I would hate to give you that number without having it right in front of me because it's growing every day. It's like millions, I assume millions of dollars probably. It's definitely in the millions for sure. Um, Does anybody, have you ever seen like one person with like a bit, like a big one, like, <laughs> like 50 grand or a hundred grand? Yes. Wow. So they're, so they're going for like maybe the masters or law school type, maybe the parents are, you know, doing something for the. Well, I'll tell you, our cap is 475,000 for one single account in terms that's of That's a huge cap. That's like, that's like a medical school. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big one. Well, you know, there are individuals who are striving to be able to pay full, full um, freight at private schools outside of Alaska. And the most expensive school in the country right now is at that 475,000. What school is that? You know, to be honest, I would have thought it was Harvard, but I don't think it's Harvard. I think it's another school and I can't remember which one it is. So, so how much of these, do you have any data? Like how much of the money is going, how much, how many people are using it for college, um, undergraduate, graduate, trade school, um, it, you can use it for kids' private school, I assume, like mm-hmm. high school. So, I mean, do you have like an idea of the allocation of how people are using the money, like where it's going, what kind of schools it's going to? You know, that's an excellent question. I don't have that exact data point. However, what I do know is that um, with Alaska 529, you can use the money anywhere in the country. And so we know that people are di- taking distributions to go to schools all over the country. Do you know, do you have any, like, do they tell you what they're using? They, I assume they have to tell you because you want to make sure it qualifies. Well, they can um, say here, send this directly to my school, or they can say, send it to my address and I'll use it for my qualified purposes. What happens is we send them a tax form and it's up to them to substantiate it with the IRS. Oh, okay. So you, you, you are, you, you're, you guys are verifying. We don't verify. Uh, they they no. report to the IRS. Right. I took money out for, okay. Exactly. But we also are able to see. Um, That's good. That would that be that be overly bureau- that be overly bureaucratic. <laughs> yes. A lot of administration <laughs> there that you guys you guys had to right right see it. And you know what we also can see is that um, students are taking money and using it at the University of Alaska. So we have within state and out of state, we have tens of millions of dollars coming to the University of Alaska from students who are choosing to use their 529 in Alaska, which I think is really great. That's a great story. So these are Alaskans from here and then people from outside of Alaska who have a 529. Because you said this is state by state, right? Right. It's not a, It's not like a federal system. It's a state. Each state has their own 529. They're all state-run Do all programs. states have them? Every state but Wyoming has one. Really? Wyoming? Mm-hmm. Lowest population state. There's a guy here. His name is Fred Parody. Uh, this is kind of an aside, but his name is Fred Parody. His wife, Lisa, is the, the head of the um, Council of School Administrators. You know Lisa Parody? Have you heard of her? Anyways, Fred used to work in the um, Department of Commerce. Anyways, he was a former Speaker of the House of Wyoming. Wow. Kind of a weird weird aside. But Yeah, yeah they're, that, they're, is a, that is an aside. <laughs> you're here in Juneau. Maybe you should tell Fred to talk to his folks in Wyoming and get a 529. I think they used to have one, and either the the expense of running it was not um, useful. I don't know the story truly, but I I think that they just opted out. How many um you know, how many people work at Alaska Five Two Nine? How many staff? Right now we have staff. We have five staff members. 
Okay, so pretty, pretty not not huge, not a huge. We're lean. We're a lean team, but we do a lot of really wonderful things, and so we have a big impact. I think. So, just, and I'm, I'm, I think you answered this, but just to be clear, the the PFD thing, that is a five two nine, right? It is. It's our five. It's Alaska five two nine. Okay, so it goes into. Mm-hmm. So when they ask you to. So this is what happens when people go to fill out their PFD application. They get this question at the end. Do you want to contribute to your? Education savings account. Alaska 529 Education Savings Account. And do you want to enter to win the $25,000 scholarship account giveaway? And so every year about 14,000 people say, yep, sign me up. That was my next question. How many people? So 14,000 new people? 14,000 people. We have about... So they they could be overlapped from the previous year. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, We have a number. I think it's... Wait, but once once you... So once you create an account... You, I mean, you already have an account, but you're still going to say, okay, dividend, you know, allocate 500 bucks or 200 bucks. Right. So well, can, can you see, can you see new accounts or like how many new accounts get created or existing accounts that are. We can see new, we see a lot of new accounts actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the increase year over year, I, again, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it is, the increase comes from new accounts. The other thing that we see is, um, the retention of people who are checking the box year over year, and it's fifty percent. So you're committing. I'm going to put half of my dividend. Oh, okay, in. that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I've never done it before, but yeah, that's right. Fifty. So yeah, it's fifty or nothing. Right. It's fifty or nothing. Actually, and that's sort of not true because it's fifty, or you can put direct deposit your full PFD into your Alaska Five. Why can't you do like uh, a couple hundred? It, because of the way that it has been established within um, code, within statute mm. from the legislature, this it was it, this is the the way that it is. It's probably easier for them administratively to just you know if they have all these different numbers. Now, what I do, I don't know if, if you've done this, and I've never won, but I do the PFD lottery, the education lottery. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was actually there when they drew the numbers, and it was it was actually funny because. Uh, the previous day, the governor gave his state of the state of the sta- um, state address, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a long story. I won't get into it. But afterwards, he invited everybody in the room to this governor's mansion party. Um, him and I got sideways a bit. I, there was a lawsuit over press access. Kind of a long story. I went to the I went to the party at the mansion. This is live stream. This isn't like a secret. They wouldn't let me in. I was not allowed in, even though they said everybody's invited. Anyways, next day they have the PFD lottery drawing at the state office building. I was just really because he was he was the one doing it. I was really hoping to win. Because then I would have said we're having a huge party. You're not, you know, you're not invited. But I didn't win. It was big money too. The first place was like fifty thousand or something. So, but unrelated to the Alaska with, five. Yeah, with but. with saving using the Alaska five to nine. What we noticed in two thousand eight was that um, you know the market went down a little bit in two thousand eight. Mm, I don't a know. A lot. You, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Well, I was I was still in college, but I remember friends and people, you know, parents. My dad, they, you know, he was working class and, he, you know, just had a 401k kind of deal. And it went, you know, when a lot of people like him panicked and, mm-hmm. oh my God, what do we do? We lost 25%, you know, per, yeah, no, I remember it was. So we wanted to really incentivize people to continue saving. And um, so that's when we, we started the 25k giveaway. And every year that we've done it, we've seen consistent savings, despite, you know, some of the the wavelengths that come and go in the market. What, what's the, uh, is it a drawing? Is it the computer drawing? Is it a in-person? How do you guys do it? Well, what we do is we work with a, an odd, uh, um, 
CPA, CPA firm. Yeah. firm. We work with KPMG. And this year, um, what we did was we, and, and every year we have the same process. You know, we send them a a list of how many num- people enter numbers. It's 15,000, 14 to 15,000 people who check the box. And, and so we send them a, a completely um, stripped out uh, list of these, these numbers essentially so that we can, it's a complicated process really. I don't want to get too far into it, but so, so we match it all up. They, t- they, send so they, they can't see a name and be like, Oh my buddy. Right, right. They can't see the name. <laughs> they just, they'd send us back the five numbers that were randomly selected and we match them up with the people whose account numbers they align with. And then um, we look to see that they actually um, kept their account open after they checked the box. And so how do you, did. how do you, do you call them and say, Hey, guess what? It's my favorite day of the year. Have you ever, have you ever recognized, have you ever by chance recognized one of the people or is it always totally I, random? <laughs> it's very random. The, the smallest world experience that we had was that the child who won, uh, I think three or four years ago, was a student in the grade ahead of my son at his elementary school. Wow, really? And it was really fun to go to the elementary school and do an assembly with all of the kids and talk about how what what um, $25,000 looked like in Legos and pennies and... Or, or in 20 years. Fidget spinners, right? We talked about what that could look like in the future. And so this, this child that won... You know, it was extremely meaningful to him and to his family, but he also, I think, didn't really understand until we put all those things, like how many pizzas would this buy? How many Legos would this buy? That made a huge difference. So, so is this, the, who's, is the state paying this or is this part of like, there's a little bit of money going that when you enter it, the, you know, the mo- little bit of money goes into it for the lottery or? No, all of the money that we use for programs like this and also our Dash to Save incentive program all of the money comes from our marketing dollars that are uh, generated through the earnings on our investments. So uh, from the education trusts investments. And so we're not general fund. We're not funded by the state. All of our money is, is self-generated. That's a great value. I mean, think about the presentation for that kid or anybody. And if, you know, 50 or hundred people see it, maybe a couple of them for the rest of their, like, Oh, I better open a you know five two nine account. It has been an incredible experience. Again, like I said, it's my favorite day of the year. Um, so, you, so sometimes you call these people, or do you do you try to do it in person, or how do you? We always try to surprise them. So, uh, like the publishers, like the big check. Do you yeah. guys do you guys balloons, get the big check? Balloons, big check. Oh, really? We have oh the big gosh. check. So this last year, what we did to surprise the winner, who was in Kotzebue, it was our first time we had somebody who was off the road system. Um, it was a young woman who was who had kind of come back to Alaska. Um, her college experience was delayed because of the pandemic. Um, and she, you know, her parents, uh, helped us to surprise her. She was completely shocked and the money is going to really help her finish up her college career. And I, I have to say whether you're 22 years old and need $25,000 to finish up your college or get started with college, or you're a baby have checking the box and saving, for your education, it, it if you one if you win the twenty five k great, but if you don't win the twenty five k, that money can really help you in your future education plans. It can help mm-hmm. get get your eyes on the prize, keep you committed to whatever it is that you want to do. And for her, she was checking the box for herself. 
So did you go to Kotzebue? We didn't go to Kotzebue, but we did a Zoom in true pandemic fashion. We did a Zoom. Uh, we partnered with the Chukchi campus, um, which is a University of Alaska Fairbanks campus. And did you tell her like, hey, we, we want to talk to you about your utility bill? No. Well, we brought slave. her in <laughs> and we said, hey, we want to talk to you. It was her birthday. And so oh, wow, that's really that's like it's like two birds with one stone. Exactly. We, we said, you know, we just want to talk to you about education and we want to wish you a happy birthday. And we all. Um, so she had no idea this was no idea coming. None. None whatsoever. See, I would have said we want to I would have been like, you know, you're you're late on your like utility. Like, I would have said some really <laughs> random, almost like a negative. And it's like, what the hell Why am I on the yeah. Zoom call about? No, it was really special. It was a very special experience, and I think this girl has a lot of talent and pretty, has a big future. I imagine pretty excited or very, shocked. She was very excited. She was shocked. She was. Um, she had very few words to say about it, but um, it was. It was a. We could tell that it was going to be incredibly impactful for her. Uh, just the year before we gave the money to a baby who had just turned one. And again, it was just right around his birthday. So we celebrated his birthday with a party at the children's museum. Not, not probably not as appreciative. Of he wasn't, <laughs> but his parents were. Parents, par- yeah, parents, I'm sure. His parents were, they didn't believe us. I had to call many, many times. Oh, I bet they think it's a scam. They hey, do. you won $25,000. Like, they click. Do. Yeah. I have to try to call from you know, from a university line and also send from my, you know, alaska.edu account and also, you know, really try. I mean, I can almost see it like the harder you try and say like, look, this is not, this is not a scam. You want to click, (laughs) please don't hang up. You (laughs) One time we partnered with uh, the school that, that a child was at and um, in, this was in Matsu, I think it was Kinnick um, Elementary School. And we got the superintendent and the teachers involved and brought in the parents and the, and the child. And it was, it was huge. It was a very special moment for that child and his parents. Um, but again, like I said, every single time we do it, it's a, it's a magical experience. So I encourage people to check the box. The odds of winning are actually pretty good. Like if you think about it and we're saying 14 or 15,000 people are checking the box every year. 14, one out of 14,000 is pretty darn good. It's way better than like the real lottery. Right. The, you know, exactly. Ga- state gambling lotteries. Exactly. So, and you could end up with $25,000 so scholarship. <laughs> the first one was 08 or 09? It was 09 was the first year that we did it. So there's only been three, thir- 13 of these. Was there one for 12 yet or no? 2022? 20, uh, not yet yeah, for 2022. So. We do it in November. Oh, yeah, only been, only been mm-hmm. 12 of these things. Wow. So I wanted to ask you, you know, we live in this country where the cost of education has skyrocketed, healthcare has skyrocketed in the last 40 years. I mean, people used to be able to work a job and go to school. And now that's, in most cases, very difficult. Um, Unless, like me, I was telling you before we started, I grew up in New Mexico and I kind of foolishly, I mean, I'm glad I moved here, but there was this lottery scholarship in New Mexico. They started a state lottery. And if you graduated from high school in New Mexico and you went to a college in New Mexico, and maintained, I think it was like a 2.5. It wasn't much. They would pay your tuition. So I did that the first year at University of New Mexico. So I got my tuition paid and then I moved up here and then I, you know, I filled out the FAFSA and they throw money at you. And this is a big problem where people don't, aren't educated. Kids aren't educated. Most, most times by their, I mean, sometimes their parents educate them, but schools, we don't, society, we don't educate kids about student loans. So you, when you're 18, 19, 20, like you see this money, it doesn't, 
click. It doesn't, you don't, you feel like it's real. Like you got to pay it back. You know, you don't think about paying it back one day. So I want to ask you about, you know, that's a problem, but you know, when people set these up, you know, they can, if it's, if it's a decent amount of money, they can, they can alleviate or they can offset some of those tuition problems. So as we talked about earlier, the earlier you start, the more potential you have to have a closer to your goal um, amount in your 529. And what we do say is every dollar that you save today is two you're not going to have to pay back later. And we do see a 529 or 529s as a tool as part of the, the financing pie, if you will, not every parent or not every family or individual is going to be able to save every single dollar that it might cost to be able to go to the college or the education pathway of their choice. But every dollar that they put away is closer. You know, it's too, like I said, that you're not going to have to pay back later. Well, I mean, I think, you know, a parent that sets up one of these things is probably so far ahead of the curve already about this stuff that, the, the you know, the kid probably is going to be in a better spot. I mean, the, the kids I feel, you know, people I feel bad about are the, like I grew up, my parents were very working class and they took care of us, but there wasn't, you know, a lot of planning for college. There was some, some savings bond, you know, but the other kids I grew up with, you know, their, their parents were different and they put, you know, they, they graduate or sometimes in Alaska, you have, if the parents are smart with their dividends, they, you know, I've, I've had friends that grew up here that, you know, they turn 18, they have 35 grand in the bank mm-hmm. for, for college. Um, you know, so I had friends that grew up and, you know, parents had money and, you know, they have a hundred grand mm-hmm. in an account. The good news about this program is that you don't, income really isn't something that should be a, a barrier for people. The, the entry point is $25. And so if somebody can set aside even $25 a month, that's going to get somebody closer to having some money in the bank. I agree with you that parents who are saving long-term are probably more in tune with the cost of college. They may have gone to college themselves. But the good news with Alaska, and and I think that this is what we need to work on as a, as a state and as a community, is that we have ACPE, we have AKCIS, and those tools are working really, really hard. What's the first one, AKCP, Alaska? Alaska Commission on Post-Secondary oh, Education. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's, I had my, I had my student. I paid them off <laughs> Good. a couple of years ago. I was Good. real excited when I had my last payment. But they have... Um, What's the second one? It's AKCIS, which is the, it's the Career and Information Services um, portal that they offer. And they have, they have financial literacy tools. They have um, advisors. Are you going to grab a lifeline? You want to hop on there? <laughs> no. Um, Joking. But they have um, programs and tools that are working hard right now to educate younger and younger people on things like what it means to take out a loan, what it means to sign a promissory note, what what it means to fill out the FAFSA. And, you know, I was never, my parents, again, good people, hardworking, but I was never really taught, taught that. I wasn't either, to most, be honest. I don't think most people, you know, and, the, and the ones who are, I think the ones, kids who are taught that, like their yeah. parents are probably going to make sure they don't get into a situation where they're borrowing. Massive, massive. 60 grand of, or yeah. 100, you know, and crazy amounts of money. Yeah. So I think what we recognize in this state and any, anybody that's focused on this particular issue, um, has recognized that earlier conversations about financial literacy, about understanding what it means to borrow money and what it means to plan, um, for college. There's, there's many different parts and pieces that, uh, we require, 
kind of a collective approach on. Um, and so Alaska 529 is a part of the approach. And, you know, some of our partners like ACPE, they're part of the solution. Um, with the FAFSA, what's really cool about that is that it's the access point for scholarships and grants and loans, but it's a big, it's a part of the pie. Mm-hmm. And if you can start thinking about it earlier, you know, so if, if my, um, if I get to my senior year in high school and I haven't heard from a guidance counselor or anybody else in the community about what, how I'm going to pay for my future education, if, if college is what my plan is, or if, you know, I want to do an apprenticeship or some other method, then it's not too late, but you really should start talking about what that means. What does it mean to take out this money? Um, I, I feel like I completely understand your story because I had the similar story. You know, my parents, they didn't have any money. And when I went to school, I, I had to take out loans. And part of the reason why I got into this business and my, my why for what I do is that I believe in access to education. I think everybody should have access to education. I want to help people attain their, their education goals or their career goals, and I want them to be able to afford it. And so I think with Alaska 529, we have worked really, really hard to identify the, the barriers for people to understanding just the basics of the 529 savings, but then also um, programmatically with, with other partners, all of the other potential um, financing Ooh. options. So, um, y- you know, yes, we want to tackle the student lo- the student debt issue. We want to tackle it in Alaska. We want to tackle it on a national. I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy. The student loan, you know, debt surpassed credit card debt. It's like one point six trillion. I mean, it's like some, and and what you know, a lot of people don't think about or talk about is a lot of this. A lot of this debt is people without even who don't even have college degrees. They drop out. After a couple, two, three, whatever, they don't get their degree, but they're still stuck with it. Which you know, I have like mixed feelings on forgiving it because I mean, I understand why people would want that, but I mean, this is like a bit selfish. I mean, I have almost none left. I worked my hard to pay pay off all mine, but also I feel like they throw money at you, you know. But somebody's got to pay it. You know, ultimately, somebody's got to pay it. So I mean, I'm kind of have mixed feelings on that, but um, it, it, it it people need to know that there you know there's ways to save and there's like I would have, if I could go back to my, when I was 18, I would have finished University of New Mexico four years and I would have had free tuition. And then I would have moved to Alaska, you know, because I, I just didn't even think I wanted the adventure and I had a little money saved, not a lot, had a job. And then, you know, you felt the fast and they're like, how about 15 grand? <laughs> I think about all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas um, often because again, you know, similar to your story, I did end up taking out. Are you um, from here? No, I'm actually from New England and. Oh, I'm a transplant. You don't sound like you're from New England. I I was just telling Frankie. Did you, did you drop the accent? <laughs> I never had one. Oh, I was I was a hanger. You know the hanger. Do you ever go to Juno, the restaurant yeah. down there? Yeah. So there was our our server last night had this like pretty distinct. I, I, I was like this mm, New England, and I was like, where are you from? And Boston. Boston. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was talking. She was from a uh, Worcester. 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 Yeah. She Worcester. had a very distinct like Worcester. Like I'd be I'd be scared <laughs> to fight her. You know, she, she's got a scary accent. But yeah. it was like not, you know, well, not like you don't have that. Right. 
That's true. I don't. I it was a, a miracle of my mom being a, a military kid and having lived in Alaska and having lived in Texas and in mm-hmm. New England. Um, but the rest of my, the whole rest of my family has really thick accents. So, so I want to ask you too about the bigger because it's more like philosophical. But, but you know, I think there's a problem where so many and this is getting better. I think, but so many people think they have to go to college, right? They, they, you need to go to college, even though they get like I have a history and economics degree, which I'm glad I have, but you know, basically useless. I mean, I was writing a lot and reading a lot, which I was enjoyed doing. But, but you said this money, these five, two nines can also go for trade schools or for, which is, you know, such a shortage right now of people to do a lot of these trade jobs. And a lot of these pay 80, 90, hundred, especially when you start to get really um, certified or if you're, you know, on a, if you become a journeyman on some of these, you know, mm-hmm. pipe, pipe fitter, carpenter, you know, these people make, you know, it's a different kind of schooling. And I think there's historically kind of been this, like, you have to get a four year degree if you want to be successful. And um, I mean, is this part of the like calculation of, Hey, you can go, you can go to trade school too, and you can learn a, a trade and make, make a good living. The reality is that big, big question. The re- yeah. The reality is that most jobs require some level of training. Um, it is more rare today to find a job that, that doesn't require any a professional job or a skilled job that doesn't require any type of training. And whether that's an apprenticeship or training through a trades program or a vocational program or a four-year degree, people are going to probably need to have some access to credentialing. And so, you know, the larger question then becomes how do we, how do we make it accessible and affordable folks. Um, Two points that I just want to make very clear. The 529 programs can be used for all of those things. And I think that that's the biggest barrier that we've had with families in Alaska because we're such a blue collar state and we are a workforce state. And, you know, the traditional idea of four years of of traditional on-campus getting your baccalaureate degree, whether it's a BA or a BS, um, that that's the only framework that these could be used for. It's just not, it's just not the truth. The truth is that they can be used for so much more and it can really meet the needs of families. And, and a lot of them don't cost that much money. So if you save for that specific purpose, you may be in good shape and not even realize it. Could you use the money? Like, let's say if you're going to an apprentice program, which don't cost, like I have friends that have gone they've gotten their journeyman at the, you know, plumbers and pipe fitters or different, um, you know, different job, different lab, like union, labor unions. Can you use the money to, while you're going to school, if you're not making a lot of money, can you use that to kind of live on or is that not a qualified expense? With apprenticeship programs, they, they qualify for registered apprenticeship programs with the Department of Labor and not all apprenticeship programs are created equal. Well, um, I imagine like the, uh, plum, plumbers and pipe fitters, or the IBW, the electrical. Those, those. I assume those are probably. They might covered. Re- they might require specific tools that are not provided by the union or provided by the apprenticeship, and that's mm-hmm. what these cover. So, if you have to come with your own rack of tools, for example, to do an apprenticeship um, with, you know, an automotive apprenticeship somewhere, or if you have to, I know that there's a registered apprenticeship in Fairbanks where somebody can work at a hair salon. 
and they have to buy all of their stuff. They have to buy everything that would be at their their station, um, and their five twenty nine money could cover that. Oh, that's 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 great. Yeah, that's a. So that's very helpful for those people. Or like, I imagine that stuff probably is not. I bet you it costs thousands of dollars. It can cost a lot of money, and like um, there was somebody that approached me years ago um, at an Alaska Chamber Fall Forum, and they said uh, we have. This apprenticeship program in, I think it was a, a maritime apprenticeship program, but the folks had to buy their uniforms, they had to buy their tools, their equipment that they would bring with them, and otherwise everything else was covered, the housing, the food, everything. That's probably five or ten grand, I bet. And so, you know, being able to, this is the newest addition to the 529, being able to use it for those costs, for those registered apprenticeship programs is amazing. That's a huge so, so, I mean, the good thing for a parent who's setting one of these up, you know, they, they have no idea what the kid's going to want to do, but... Correct. If the kid turns 18, 19, you know, 19, then they decide they want to do something. They have that yeah. available and there's some money and they can use it for all kinds of things. Absolutely. You know, the other thing, I just want to kind of go back to student loans for a second because... It just I'll talk about student loans as long as you want. I, mean, <laughs> I tell all my friends' kids, I say, do not get a fucking student loan. I mean, if you can avoid it, do not get like, if you, only if you absolutely have to. You know, I mean, I, I just, there's so, it's, it's, it's really sad that we've allowed, and it's like the government has, you know, don't they back these loans, these banks, you know, they, they loan the money and it's guaranteed. And I mean, the whole system is so, it's so convoluted. I mean, like, I don't think anybody would, if, if you, got people together and said, create kind of the worst possible system. I don't even think we'd create the system we have right now. It's that convoluted. Well, I, so I, just getting, getting in front of it. I'll say one more thing. I've lived in Australia for a year. I've traveled around the world and all of, and I tell people about this shit. They don't like believe me. They, they can't even really grasp it. Most people. Getting in front of the student loan debt is something that we're, we're committed to within the 529 industry. And, when I, when I talked about the apprenticeship programs being one of the newest additions to the IRS tax code, the other new addition to the IRS tax code is uh, student loan repayment. And so if somebody has a 529 account, and, and again, I would have to like look at the specific language to, to make sure that this was totally right, but if somebody has a 529 account and they have, let's say, extra funds and they happen to have taken out a student loan at any point, they can pay up to $10,000 off of that student loan without it being as a qualified education um, expense. Mm. Okay. So if my sister has student loans and I've got all sorts of extra money in my account. That's what I was just going to say, because if you wouldn't use it for years because you had it, why would right. you well, use it? If you had a 529, you wouldn't You never know. Money. Some people, some people think that they can't use their 529 in the state of Alaska or, or outside of the state of Alaska. They think they can only use it if they're here in Alaska. Uh, okay, so, then, so they've still got money. They still have, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 in their 529 account, but they went outside and took out student loans at a school, you know, in, in another state. And then they realize, oh, I can use my money to pay off this student loan debt that I that I took out in this other state when I should have used my five two nine all along in that other state. But, mm -hmm. um, the, you know, if I have a sibling, if I have extra money and I have a sibling and they need to use it, they can, I can use that for them as well. Or if my spouse has student nice, loan debt, that's a nice sibling. Hey, I know very generous, but here's 10,000, <laughs> but you never know like that. 
it's just, it opens up that possibility and that flexibility. And I think it's, it's a recognition, um, on a, on a national level that people need more flexibility with paying down student loan debt and that it is a national problem. Um, and so really, I I, I almost, I'd say crisis, you know, I think that we we don't disagree on that. I think the student loan issue is. Um, it's, I mean, it's getting to it. I mean, right now I'm, I'm seeing that mm-hmm. you know that sounds like they're probably going to forgive ten grand. That's kind of the new one, you know. And I mean, at first it was targeted, different, you know. And uh, I mean, I, I I have not very much left, so I kind of like. So the question is, Jeff, <laughs> how damn, do we you know? how do we get every single Alaska family to start saving now? Because you can't nope. necessarily predict the future on what your kiddo's going to do. But if you don't have money saved, if you don't have any amount of money saved, you can 100% mm-hmm. guarantee that if they do decide to go to college or to trade school or to vocational school, that they are going to have to leave their choices to the controls that are in place. So that might be taking out student loans or it might be um, crossing their fingers and hoping that they get some sorts of scholarships that are out there. So how do we ensure that every single Alaska family? Yeah, the, the um, I hope Uncle John or Aunt Sally pays my, you know, my rich uncle or rich aunt pays my, it's not the good, not, not the good, pl- <laughs> not, it's not the good plan. It's not a great plan. It's not a great plan. Unless you have that richer, rich mm-hmm. uncle or aunt, then I guess it and so, works. you know, the strategy that we have is, one, we have the um, the relationship with the Department of Revenue here and the PFD office. So we really want to be in front of every single family. So that's that's why we're on the PFD application. We want mm-hmm. families to know that this is an option do, for do them. You, do you work with Brian Vector at all? No. He's deputy commissioner. He's not, mine. Good. not currently. You should get, get with okay. him. He's a good one. I'll give him a call. Yeah. Um, the... You know, so PFD is one strategy. We're working with employers to start talking about education savings and the commitment to education for them or their loved ones in the workplace. Because remember when we were talking at the beginning of the podcast about 401ks and the familiarity of Mm -hmm. HSAs and, you know, all of the retirement conversations happen when you're onboarding at work or in your annual renewal of your your open enrollment. I, I think the biggest thing you could do is if, if employers offered these things, just, just, I bet you automatically you'd have, I don't know, probably 10% of the population sign up. If, if you're getting a job and it's like 401k check, HSA check, 529, what the hell is that? Oh, it's a education say, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. I have kids. I they need to, you know, I think a lot of people would just, that, that's probably the best path is to get employers to uh, offer these in our experience the employers that we've worked with so like today for example alaskan brewing we met with them they are committed to their workforce love love them they're great they're a great company they're committed to their workforce they want their employees to know that they're committed to additional training or to their to their loved ones who might go on to um whatever education pathway they choose and and so that is that's a great conversation we had a similar conversation with see alaska it was a fantastic conversation these people are truly committed to their employees so what, what are you i mean when you talk to them what are you offering hey you can offer this and we'll administer it basically or do how does it like what's what's it's the so, I mean, what's what's the incentive for them i know their employees having that option is a good incentive but is there an additional like is it something else they have to manage or they don't it, have to manage it so what happens is an employee will open their account. They'll request a direct deposit number. The employer, just like they would direct deposit into 
a bank, they can put a portion of their uh, paycheck into their Alaska 529 account. The key That's is... That's the best way, because you, you, don't, you, don't you don't really miss it that you way. You don't miss it. And the key is that the employer has a benefit to offer that costs them nothing. They don't have to administer it. They're showing their employees, hey, this is something that we think that you will benefit from, and we want we want to help you see it. And we're going to provide some additional information. Can employers do a match? It, definitely. Employers can do a match. And anybody can contribute to the accounts. So an employer could contribute, a neighbor could contribute. So you said it's 475 max. Is there a yearly maximum? No, it's post-tax. So no, there probably isn't. Well, there are, there are gifting rules. So depending on um, how you're, you're gifting. But, so but to, set, to contribute, contributions are unlimited, right? Contributions are considered completed gifts. And so if I'm giving a gift by myself, I think it's something like $16,000 a year right now that as I as an individual can give. Okay, so you, you can't person. put the 475 in one year. No, there there are things like that sucker giving, would that sucker would grow. <laughs> it would grow. There are things like you can do a five year average, and there's you know there are different tax so it's kind of like I think, around gifting that you could follow. I don't know what the four hundred one k is now, but I think it's like eighteen nineteen thousand. So there's like there's a limit on how much you can put in these things in a year as a gift. Mm-hmm. But you know you can have multiple accounts for multiple children for yourself. But when you say gift, I mean I'm thinking I'm thinking more like four hundred one k, but contribution. Like if I'm an employer working for you and I want to put in a thousand dollars a month in my five two nine, is there a limit on how much I can put? It it would be depending on if you're giving it to a child. And again, I just want to clarify here. I'm not a tax professional, so nice qualifier, yeah. Please <laughs> talk to your CPA. <laughs> talk to your so, CPA. So, so, so you you could set up one of these and you could have it for you, but you could also have like three for your kids. Right. You so, can give as much money to yourself as you want. You could, but for you have to be aware of what the gifting rules are for your children or for your grandchildren or for whoever it is that you're contributing to because it's considered a gift. Okay. Yeah. I guess I was more thinking I was kind of in the 401k. I guess most people who are working somewhere probably aren't doing it for themselves, but they, I mean, they might. They might. But usually, usually for the kids, I I actually have, I have the best story about this. There was this guy who I used to work with at the university. Um, his wife just texted me yesterday and said, hey, I have a great Father's Day story for you. My husband, who I had previously worked with, um, he started saving for this future child that he wasn't sure that he would ever have, but he was committed to saving. Oh, like a, like a fictitious, non, non-existent child. Non-existent child. So he started saving like, I don't know, 10 years before he had this child. Was he saving it under his own name, I under guess? Under his yeah. own name. Because so he had to. Yeah, himself no. for the benefit of himself. And then when the child was born, he changed the beneficiary to his child. So his child started out with a pretty decent chunk of change. How much was it? Like 50 grand or something? You know, to be honest, I don't know how much it was. But it was substantial enough that it was a good start for this child. And now they yeah, have... Yeah, that's, that's, that's like a power dad right there. I mean... Super power dad. So this woman that I was, that texted me said... And that was when he told me that he had already started saving for this future child. That was the moment I decided I was going to marry this guy because clearly he's committed to education as much as I Wait, am. So this is your, f- not you, this is your friend. My friend, my friend's husband, who was a former colleague. So of mine. she met him. And then at some point he's like, oh, I'm saving for a my future, future child. kid. Could be yours. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was hooked. Wow. She was in. Anyway, I just I think the big point of that story is that he started saving before he knew he was going to have kids. He didn't even have a partner at the time, but he was 
committed to that potential future. This guy sounds like a legend and a, and a planner. Definitely a legend that, and that, a planner. That, I'm sure she was like, man, this is this is a stable future <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> like, this is very, this sounds real good. Very smart guy. Very smart family. Um, so anyway, he also knew that if he checked the box, he'd be entered to win the 25k giveaway and he was like that's a that's a decent chance the odds are good um he was a statistician he was like i could very well yeah, likely like win. I, I wouldn't be it's people like that that win those things too a lot you're like i know you know you ever get those weird sometimes people win the lottery and it's like they're not always but it's like somebody's already like very wealthy and it's <laughs> like or some of these jackpots in vegas it's like you know yep. wealthy tourists that are you know they're Exactly. They're, they're on their second, they're visiting their like vacation home and it's like, what a million dollars. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to this. How are we going to get every single Alaskan to family to save for their child's future what's education? The big, what's the big question? Okay. So let me tell you what we did this year. This, so this is, I think, why we're having this conversation because we launched an incentive program. So as if checking the box and getting entered to win the 25K giveaway isn't enough, um, we launched an incentive program where anybody who opens a new account to the plan, so a new account holder and a new beneficiary relationship, with at least $25, they get a $250 contribution from us. And so... Really? Yeah. Yep. You guys must, you guys must be capitalized up over there. <laughs> so we are, we are committed to this. Right, we really want every single family in Alaska that thinks that their child might go onto some sort of education pathway or training to open a five twenty nine. So, if somebody opens an account today or tomorrow, yep, and they put twenty five dollars in there for their kid, mm-hmm. it's automatically two seventy five. Basically, so what happens is at the end of December, December thirty first, if the money is still in that account we'll put the $250 in in February of next year. Um, so we really want people to keep these accounts. We want them to contribute to the accounts. So if they contribute $25 a month, once they've put their $25 in, we're going to add another $50 to that account. And the reason why we're doing that is because we know that there is a lot of benefit to systematic savings over time. The benefit of compounding interest added on to that. And then if they put half of their PFD and they have people contribute, you know, instead of buying toy trucks for birthdays, they contribute um, to the 529 account. This kid could potentially see their account grow pretty quickly over time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, if they're a baby, I mean, 18 years, that's, that would double... Almost three times, you know, if it was the, the what's that seven percent over seven years is supposed to double. So, you know, that could be if it's it has a lot of potential. Month, you, you could you yeah. could have t- you know, thousands and thousands. I mean, twenty five. What's that times three hundred three? I mean, you could yeah, you could have you could have twenty fifteen twenty grand. Somebody could really be set up with a good head start toward funding their education, and then you know, so that program's called Dash to Save. It's an incentive program for the first five thousand people that open these accounts. That was my next question. It's like, you got, I mean, at some point you got to, there's a window, you got to limit that. It's 5,000. We're going to watch your exposure on that. Right. Lail. Right. (laughs) Right. And the dash to save more program where you get the close to the mic there. Sorry. The dash to save more program where you have the um, $50 added is 
also a way to recognize that we have current account holders who are not saving systematically, and we really want to see people save systematically. So that can be through direct deposit during your from your employer. It could be from directly from your bank, and then um, and then again, every way that somebody saves into their their bank account, twenty five dollars a month, we're going to add that fifty dollars mm-hmm. to the account. So a a person potentially could get their two hundred fifty dollars this year and another $50 for a direct deposit from their paycheck and um, another $50 for $25 or sorry for uh, uh, contributions from their bank. And if they continue to do that year after year, we're going to keep putting $50 for each method. So if someone's listening right now, they just go to Alaska 529 and they. Alaska 529plan.com is where you go to find out all of the information that you need. And, um, and we, you know, I think that the, uh, if we're talking about the mission, the vision, the whole, the whole shebang, we want families to have the resources that they need in order to make the choice in the end, right? So they're going to choose to spend their money going to a more expensive school or a less expensive school. They're not going to be reliant on somebody saying, oh, you're going to have to take out $50,000 in student yeah. loans. Um, the other, you know, I don't want to totally discount. I know you're very sensitive and passionate about student loans. No, I mean, I don't think, I'm not saying they should go away or they shouldn't exist. I just think that they need to be used for specific purposes. I mean, I think, right. you know, I've always, for many years ago, I said, I said to myself, you know, they should, they should give student loans to people who are going to engineering and science and math interest-free. Now, if you want to go into some, like, this is me, you know, history or, or English or a job where, you know, you're not going to, I mean, you know, maybe those cost more or maybe there's just different incentives or there's different, you know, vetting. Um, Cause if somebody gets a science degree or math degree or an engineering degree, I mean, the odds are there, you know, there's a lot of jobs for STEM jobs that, that pay well, you know, or if you're going to go to law school or that's the, that's actually not even the best example because a lot of people have law degrees and they can't get a job. So, but medical school, you know, um, but then there's just the problem of tuition in this country where it's, it's, it's ballooned from 1970s. You know, it's, it's, I mean, if you look at those charts of healthcare and education, I mean, it's like they shoot straight up and it's then the, whole way, the, wage, podcast, the, the wages are like, <laughs> the wages are flat, you know? Yeah. It's a whole nother podcast. I, it, it is a, um, it's something that. I get very excited. I know. And a lot of people are talking about this and a lot of people are trying to solve the problem. And, um, you know, ultimately I think when it comes to education, I think what we agree on globally is that education is really important. The state of Alaska, the state of Alaska is people run, you know, we need people, we need talent, we need a workforce that is skilled. We've lost, I don't know this year, but in the last two years, we lost out migration, 10,000 people a year, both year, you know, that was, I think in 18 and 19 and 20. I don't know with COVID, I don't know the last number, but I mean, we are losing people. And we need to find a way to help people stay committed to their, their dreams, their career dreams, their education pathways. And we need to help them be, be in the driver's seat on that. And I think that with Alaska 529, that's, that's one of the best tools that they can have in their toolkit. But then the other tools that they have, they have to learn to understand them. They have to really learn about how grants are, um, 
how they're they're factored in, how scholarships are attained. Like the University of Alaska, we have amazing scholarships for people, but if people don't fill out the FAFSA, they can't mm-hmm. access those scholarships. And so we need people to fill out the FAFSA so they can have access to those scholarships. And what we see in the state of Alaska holistically is that people just don't fill out the FAFSA at all. And I think part of it is that they think filling out the FAFSA means that they're going to have to end up taking out a whole bunch of loans, which is not reality. They might have the option to, but they might also have grants and scholarships. Well, I mean, this is another this is a another podcast, but there's a big problem <laughs> of, you know, just parents don't know this stuff and they don't t- so we we don't do it as a society. So, I mean, obviously a parent like I, I don't have any kids, but if I had a kid, my kid would be fucking hooked up. Like they, I would, I would, I know exactly what to teach my kid. You know, if I had a, kid, and I want to have a kid someday, but like I would, I know this stuff, and I even you know reading, making sure they have a certain vocabulary. But you know, when they're a kid, teaching them about money, all these things. And unfortunately, a lot of you know, parent they work and they you know they just don't do it. So by the time the kid's eighteen, I mean they're just kind of at a little bit you know a little bit of a disadvantage. Right. You know, I think um, we we were. We were going to touch on the idea that even a small amount of money set aside specifically specifically for education can be a powerful influence on a child and can help direct that child to think, hey, education is something that is in my cards. It's in my future. And so, you know, I just want to focus on that for one second because that's one of the drivers of this. How can we get every Alaskan who has a child or an Alaskan family that might someday pursue education to open up an account, telling a child education is a value, it's valuable, and it will be valuable to you in the future, and I believe in you, mm-hmm. costs nothing, absolutely nothing. And making making a kid understand that the ultimate power in the world is knowledge. Right. So I can't tell you how many, and I, I it makes me so sad when I hear parents say this, but I can't tell you how many times I've heard parents say, my kid is not college material when they're toddlers. Oh, really? Oh, So boy. sad. So I just want to go back to that. It's super important. How do they know that? <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you, you, you know what the answer is? I actually have friends that are teachers. The answer is they probably didn't go to college and they don't, they think, hey, col- you know, that's elite people right. or why should my kid do that? I didn't do, you know, that, that's the answer I think is. So that, things, that. things like reading to your child early, things like signing up for the imagination library, if it's in your community as early as possible, that's a zero to five-year-old program. Mm-hmm. Um, we just heard about um, Ra- Raven, <laughs> baby, <laughs> baby Raven reads that see Alaska is doing. We love that. I mean, all of the early, um, programs where you can you sit with your child and read that is hugely critical there's very you probably know this but there's extre- there's extreme identifiable markers about the amount of words a kid knows by the time they're 10 years old and the likelihood they will go to college graduate high school um, you know have a job uh, avoid serious pro- I mean it's, it's right. there's, there's very identifiable markers on and and if you can't I think it's like 10. If you, if you don't get to that threshold of vocabulary, by, I mean, it's really, really, really hard to catch up. It can be hard. And I think it's third grade is really what we're trying to, to strive for with the reading. Um, so the early parental conversations about believing their kids 
can can be whatever they want to be when they grow up and learning reading starting to read with them young reading in their own language if that's what what it takes um, those are really important and those are things that we support across the state um, when they get into the age where it's 10 11 12 years old you know I that's the age group that I have is a 10 year old and a 12 year old I sit down with them and we talk about money. We talk about saving. We talk about talk about the fact that I am saving for them. We talk about being responsible with money and thinking about what you know they need and what they want. Those conversations are super critical. And if those if parents can have those conversations throughout the time of of their child's developmental years, even if they only are able to save a very small amount, like let's say the least that they can do is put $25 into a savings account earmarked education. You have just said to your child, this is a value for you. I believe in you and we're going to, we're going to make this happen. But what we want families to do is to realize that it actually costs a lot more than $25. And so checking the box on the PFD application, that's so easy. Put half of that PFD into a kid's Alaska 529 account or put the whole thing in. You can direct deposit the other half. I grew up, when I moved here, I moved here in 04 and I was 19 and I met a, I met a, a kid or I, I met somebody at UAA that was from Fairbanks and they their parent, and I didn't even know what the difference, I mean, I, I kind of knew like ambiguously, you, you get paid money if you live in Alaska, but I wasn't aware of the program or how the dividend worked. And and this um, guy I met, this fellow student had, it was like $35,000. And I was like, how do you have 35, like from, from this, and he said, my parents just put every dollar in, into this thing. And, you know, he'd like, I think he had like low tuition. I mean, he just kind of used it for whatever, you know, I think dorm, maybe, you know, books and all that, but I was, I remember thinking like, man, that's, and then so the sad part is some other kids who were here their whole life, their parents spend all, all the, all the dividends. Spent it on toys. On spent TVs it on or yep. trips yep. or, you know, this mm-hmm. is not, this is not, uh, and, not great. And it depends, you know, each family is different and, and we honor that, but you know, the more you save, the less you end up having to take out. And, and then, so then I want to just say for those people that are getting into the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade years. It's so critical to think about and for parents to think about um, the, the, if, if college is what they're aiming for or if vocational is what they're aiming for, thinking about what classes in high school they're going to need to take in order to get mm-hmm. to that goal. So um, Alaska, I mean, this is sort of the, the hot button issue of, of Alaska, but with the Alaska Performance Scholarship, students who do... The, oh, um, that's that's the that's the big one with right? that. You know about that reverse sweep? I, I do. <laughs> students, but students who do the the course, you know, the college preparation, they have that ability to qualify for the Alaska Performance Scholarship, which can be a huge no, financial a, it's, relief. It's, it's, it's a great yeah, it's a great program. But then also with with folks who are headed into workforce training, it can work for them too. And so that program, if, if parents are thinking about it and the kids are thinking about it, you know, it does take some, some time and energy, but it doesn't, they're setting themselves up not just for potential scholarships, but also for success in whatever training they decide to do. Um, and with the APS, 
I believe that filling out the FAFSA is a big part of being able to even get that award. APS is Alaska Performance Scholarship? That's right. Yep, sorry, I should have said that. Well, you love the acronyms. So. I do. Well, I, the Alaska, probably, I thought I said it at first, but Alaska Performance Scholarship. You did, Perf- but I think you, you, you probably live in acronyms, right, with all these, <laughs> I do. I do. All these things. So, you know, we just really want people to, to, I know it's a lot. It's like a fire hose of information when you're trying to raise First of all, when you have a baby and you're just trying to survive and not break the child in the early years, right? You're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? How can I even think about it? Like I said, I have no kids, but I do have a lot of friends with kids and I I guess they're quite durable. They Apparently they're durable. Mine have survived. But, um, you know, I think if you can set aside just a tiny bit of your brain to say, okay, I'm going to put, you know, this money in the piggy bank and eventually I'll put it into a savings account and eventually it will make it to a 529 account. Whatever mechanism they choose to use, if they're saying this is committed for education, I just I just mm-hmm. want that to be the takeaway. We're committing to right. education. That's a that's a good that's a that's a good one. Well, it was great. Uh, I'm glad you came to Juno. I still I'm still skeptical that it was. I mean, I feel very um, no pressure before the podcast, <laughs> huh? You know, I I feel, um, I feel like I believe you now, but I st- I still feel like maybe you had a meeting. No, I, I genuinely didn't. And I love that. I, I think you have some sources that you can chase down to get to, to verify that. Probably uh, our friend Sarah and Ward. Yes, probably. Who I'm a big fan of. Probably. Yeah, she's great. Big, she's big awesome. Big fan of old Blueprint. Give Blueprint Alaska a plug here. At the, we've, we've, this is over uh, almost an hour, 10 minutes. Normally I do 30 or 40 minutes, but great conversation. Important stuff that people don't you know think about all the time or talk about, so... Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. And um, we have Frankie Dashell, who's been in the background here very silently. But I told Frankie we got we got the mic. I can make the <laughs> mic. I can make the mic hot right now. You know? She'll be on next time. She'll be on next time. But um, you know, we're always happy to talk about education. We're always happy to talk about education savings. And and if I were to just give one last plug, I think today, if folks haven't signed up for the Dash to Save program, you know, just open an account with twenty five dollars you will have earned that $250 for that account um, as long as you're one of the first 5,000 yeah, people. Better, better get on that before it oversubscribes. Exactly, exactly. So get it done, just get it done today, and then um, and then you start. Get started. That's the thing. We want procrastinators to mm-hmm. get started. Well, uh, Lael Old Mixon, it was great. Have you been to Juno before, I assume? This isn't your first time? Or? I have been to Juno before. I come every, I'm actually the director of the UA Scholars Program as well. So oh, wow. I come every November to help celebrate uh, scholars who are located in Juneau and uh, encourage them to attend one of our universities. What time is your flight? Nine fourteen. So you, got, you got a little. You got. You can go grab a drink at the Triangle or the <laughs> Narrows before you leave. We might need to do that. It's a my Cinco bu- de Mayo. No, no, the Triangle's great, um, but my buddy owns the Narrows, so that's also. And there's now there's the the old Viking is now the Crystal Saloon, so that's been. Same guy owns Narrow, same, so you can check check that one out. Sounds like we have a busy night ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's Juno, it's Thursday, so <laughs> I'll have this up probably this weekend, but we're Thursday night here, and it's a little bit of a sunny day. I so. think technically I'm still on the work clock, so I might not be able to do that. It's almost 7. It's almost 7. You're good. It's almost you're, 7. You're, 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 Time flies. You're off. All right. Well, thanks again, um, Lael Old Mixon. <laughs> I just I've never heard that name before. Many people like haven't. It's a pretty unique one. And Frankie, thanks for uh, waiting patiently. Went pretty long. Yes, it did. Over an hour. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Well, um, again, if folks are listening, alaska529.com, check it out. I mean. Alaska529plan.com. Plan. Ooh. Plan.com. And um, I think, you know, if you're listening and you have a kid, sign, sign them up for the $25. 
All right. Thanks so much. Cool. I appreciate it. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline ring.